Welcome to Fiscal One-on-One. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a fiscal topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. On September 29, 2015, Tim Crellin, Legislative Analyst with the Legislative Services Agency Fiscal Services Division, interviewed David Tilley, Deputy Director of the Iowa Department of Education, regarding recommended smart smarter balanced assessments, and current assessments. Hi, my name is Tim Crone, Fiscal Analyst for the Fiscal Services Division of the Iowa Legislative Services Agency. I'm here today with Dr. David Tilley, Deputy Director of the Iowa Department of Education, Division of Learning and Results, and member of the Iowa Assessment Task Force. Dave, thank you for speaking with me today about the smarter balanced assessments. I'm happy to do it. Thanks for asking me. First, could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be Deputy Director? Sure. I did my graduate work, my master's degrees in educational research and measurements, and my PhDs in school psychology, so assessment is sort of my formal training. I've worked in Iowa as a practitioner psychologist. I've worked as an assessment consultant at the department. I've taught assessment coursework at Iowa State University. I was the supervisor of the assessment team at Heartland Area Education Agency. And I've worked at the department in administrative roles, so I've had quite a bit of experience with assessment, both researching it and implementing it. Let's get to the assessments. Statewide assessments are administered to Iowa students annually to meet federal and state law requirements. Currently, the state of Iowa uses the Iowa assessments as the statewide assessment. Tell us briefly about the history of the Iowa assessments. The Iowa assessments have been around in Iowa for quite a long time. When they first started, the name of the test was the Iowa Every Pupil Test of Basic Skills. And that year was in 1935. And the assessment was built as a tool to help teachers improve instruction. And at that time, the use of the Iowa test was not required but it was voluntarily used by most of the district in the state. So folks would use the test and they would use it to help with their students. The format of the response is a selected response test, which basically means that it's kind of a multiple choice. You pick the right answer, pick the best answer to the question. And the test was developed originally and has had a home at the Iowa testing programs at the University of Iowa and has been there since 1935. In August of 2015, the State Board of Education selected the Smarter Balanced Assessments to replace the Iowa Assessments as a statewide assessment. Before we get into the specifics of this new assessment, briefly tell us how this change came about. Sure. So the purpose of large-scale assessments is to measure how well students are performing against what we expect them to know and be able to do. And um, in Iowa, we've had um, clear standards that represent our expectations in English language arts, in mathematics, in science, and in social studies. And the intent of the assessment was to measure how well children were doing against those expectations. As we've kind of gone through the last 10 years or so, and we've gone through globalization, and the expectations for our students have actually, we've increased them, we've adopted new standards. And the new standards are requiring a lot more uh, rigor and a lot more application of knowledge, where our old standards were more about content and could students recall 
fact and, and tell us things that they remembered from reading and those kinds of things, the new standards are actually asking more of students. It's asking them to apply their knowledge, to make inferences, to synthesize information, to generalize information, to problem solve with the information that they have. And so as our standards have, we've raised the bar and we have high academic standards, we also need to look at our assessment system and select an assessment that's matched to those new expectations. So in 2013, the Iowa legislature passed a House file, it was called House File 215, that charged the Department of Education and the director of the Department of Education in particular to form a task force. And that task force's purpose was to spend about a year and a half answering that question. What assessments are out there that measure our expectations for our students in PK-12 education? And which one is going to best meet the needs of Iowa as we go into the future? So a task force was convened. The director of the department convened that task force. I was privileged to be asked to chair that task force. And 21 Iowans were identified as representatives on that task force. And that task force was very highly diverse in its background. So we had the business community, we had colleges and universities, we had agencies and organizations. So school administrators of Iowa, State Educators Association, the School Boards Association. We also had folks representing students with disabilities, talented and gifted learners, second language learners. So we really tried to cover the waterfront in terms of membership on that task force. And we worked together for about 15 months sending out requests for information to the field and examining what assessments were available to measure our expectations for our students. And in January of 2015, we came forward with our recommendation. That group recommended on a vote of 20 to 1 the Smarter Balanced Assessments and made that uh, recommendation and a report to the General Assembly and then also made that recommendation to the Director of the Department and the State Board of Education. All right, let's get into some more detail about the Smarter Balanced Assessments. How are they different from the current assessments? The Smarter Balanced Assessments differ from what we've come to know as the Iowa Test of Basic Skills, Iowa Test of Educational Development, and just the Iowa tests in general in a number of different ways. One difference is that historically the most frequent way that we've administered our assessments to our students in Iowa has been using a paper pencil kind of format. So students would have a test booklet and they'd have a bubble sheet. And I think many of us have had that experience of filling in the bubble sheets, which was their answers to the questions and those bubble sheets would get scanned in and score reports would come back. With the Smarter Balanced Assessment, and incidentally most educational assessments in the future, they've moved the assessment process online. And so students typically are going to be accessing the assessment either through computers, through tablet devices, but they will be taking the assessment on a computer, which has a number of advantages over the old paper and pencil process. The format of the Smarter Balanced Assessment has changed somewhat. There are selection response or multiple choice questions on the Iowa assessments, and there also are going to be multiple choice items on the Smarter Balanced Assessment. 
On the Smarter Balanced Assessment, in addition, we're going to have short response answers where students will type in short sentences or answers to questions, as well as what's called extended performance tasks. And on the extended performance tasks, students are being asked to synthesize information to either solve a problem, demonstrate a performance, demonstrate their thinking to explain a process or to solve a problem. And those are the kinds of assessment tasks that really do get at higher order thinking of not just does the student know the information, but can they apply that information in a new context. The subject areas are pretty much the same, so with the Iowa assessments you've got English language arts, you've got mathematics, you've got social studies and science. With Smarter Balanced you have English language arts and mathematics. The state is also now in the process of looking at what options are available for science, so we're still going to be in the same general domains. With regard to assessment time, there have been some questions about, well, do the new tests take longer than the old tests? I think the best way to think about it is if you just look at the multiple choice items on the old test to the new test, they take about the same amount of time. When you add the performance exam or the performance tasks for Smarter Balanced, those tasks take an additional about four hours for students to do because typically there's a lesson that goes on so that all students can have the same background knowledge and then students are given a performance task where they have to synthesize and have written responses and extended written responses and explanations that they're writing. So that takes a bit more time. So the Smarter Balanced Assessments, when you use the multiple choice and the performance tasks, will take a bit longer than the old Iowa assessments did. However, the folks on the task force believed that that additional time was absolutely imperative if we were going to measure the expectations that we have for our students is that they don't just have surface level knowledge, but that they have deep, higher order thinking and that they've demonstrated that thinking. So there's a number of differences between the two kinds of assessments and the two assessments. The other difference I would point out is that the Iowa assessments are a timed assessment mm -hmm. and for some students taking an assessment in a timed format can create some performance problems because of anxiety or for other reasons. The smarter balanced assessments are untimed and so students are going to be allowed to have sufficient time without the pressure of someone taking their paper away to demonstrate what they know and are able to do. So we believe it's a little more of an authentic measure of what students are able to do. When will the Smarter Balanced Assessments begin? The Smarter Balanced Assessments, Iowa Code requires that the state implement its new accountability assessment and the recommendation is the Smarter Balanced Assessment in May of 2017. So not the current school year, but May of next school year. Now as you stated the new assessments, the Smart Balance assessments will be online and thus require sufficient technology capacity for Iowa schools to administer. First, what does technology capacity mean and could you define what minimum suggested and optimal levels 
technology capacity. Sure, and this has been a concern that's come up multiple times as we've been talking about new assessments, not just the Smarter Balanced Assessment, but other assessments that we might administer as a state. And I can tell you that our schools have made significant progress in just the last few years on this issue. Typically, when we're talking about technology readiness, there's multiple components to it, but they fall in two general kind of categories. You've got the question of, since they're online assessments, so you have a question of bandwidth or internet connectivity, do they have enough bandwidth to connect a whole computer lab full of students to the assessment all at one time and not overload the data pipeline? So that's network capacity. And then the other component of technology readiness is devices. So does the school have sufficient devices? And when I mean devices, I mean actual computers themselves or tablet devices, devices that the students can connect to the Internet on and actually take the test. So I'll address the issue of connectivity first. In February of 2015, the department did write a summary report on where we currently stood, and this would have been February of 2015, in terms of technology readiness across the state. And we looked at the connectivity by school building, not just school district, because we know even within a district how well connected a different buildings are can vary. So we looked at national standards that were put in place by the Education Superhighway Project and there are sort of three different thresholds of bandwidth, if you will, that could be examined and that schools bandwidth can be examined against. One is what's the minimum amount of bandwidth that a school needs to have in order for their students to be able to basically take the test. The second level they call a suggested standard which is this would represent sort of the desired state which is going to make things run a little faster for everybody and it's a little more fluid. And then the final standard is what's called an optimal standard and that's the standard that's recommended if schools are going to do a one-to-one -one computer initiative, so one computer to every student in the school and that's a higher standard. And what we found when we looked across the buildings in the state if we look at just the minimum standard, so what percentage of Iowa schools have what we consider to be the minimum capability in terms of connectivity needed to implement smarter balanced assessments? And from the data that we have and the data the schools have reported, 99% or more of the school buildings in Iowa currently have at least that minimum standard. When you look at that more middle standard, which is the suggested standard, it's a little difficult for us to know exactly where folks are at because people reported in ranges, but somewhere between about 60 and 90 percent of the buildings in the state have that suggested level of bandwidth. And when you look at the optimal level, which is that one-to-one -one level, only three or four percent of the schools in February of 2015 had that optimal level. So we feel like we're in pretty good shape to take on the initial implementation of Smarter Balanced in May of 2017, but I will tell you we do plan as part of the rollout strategy if the rules do in fact get passed. We will be doing a much more in-depth technology readiness survey with all of the schools in the state to identify and pinpoint if there are any hot spots or any places that we specifically really need 
to work on, and we'll have the AEAs and the school districts helping us collect that information. We just want to be sure that when we get to May of 2017, we're ready. In terms of devices, we believe, again, that a large majority, and I don't have these statistics in front of me, but a large majority of the schools have more than sufficient devices to allow students to access the assessments. Again, that will be part of our technology readiness survey that we will do as a part of our rollout. We will ensure there are sufficient devices and sufficient additional technology that might be needed for some students to access the test. So for example, the Smarter Balanced Assessment for students who are visually impaired or blind has a refreshable braille. So we would want to make sure that the schools had the devices that would allow those students to access the exam as well. So there's a lot of pre-planning that would go into this from a technology standpoint, but we stand ready to work with our schools to make sure everybody has access to this process. But I will tell you, even if Worst case scenario, we came to May of 2017 and a school or schools did not have the technology capability. We can offer a paper pencil option for them so nobody will get left out of the assessment while we're working through those final bottlenecks. Let's talk a little bit about security. Will there be a lack of security of student data? Short answer is no. There will be no lack of security. Data security has been a priority for all of the Smarter Balanced development states from the very beginning. The Smarter Balanced assessment was developed by a consortium of states who came together to develop the highest quality assessment that we possibly could, and Iowa was one of those governing states. All of the participating states cooperated as this was getting designed from the ground up to ensure that all student data are under the state's control. In other words, any data that are collected are our data and we have jurisdiction over them. We as a state own them and will protect them with the same rigor that we protect all student data. One other question that I've heard a, a number of times and I would be very emphatic about the answer is that the state of Iowa will, will not share individually identifiable student data with the federal government. That's not something that we historically have done or something that we would do. Now, there have also been some questions about, well, if Iowa were to select, for example, a vendor that might administer SBAC that was out of our state, how can we ensure that we are under control of those data? Again, the state absolutely controls all of our student data, and when third parties, such as a vendor, have access to student data, these data are rigorously protected through electronic industry standard tools and are governed strictly by a memoranda of understanding stating the conditions of access and use of the data by all participants. An extended brief on data security procedures and policies for SBAC is available to anybody interested in knowing more about what those procedures are and what that looks like. I just summarized by saying that we take data security very seriously and we've gone to great lengths to ensure that all student data are appropriately secure. So any data shared would not have individually identifiable names. Right. When we have to make federal reports, we typically will report aggregate data, and so it's usually group data that is not individually traceable back to any individual students. Okay. On professional development, what professional development will be offered to all teachers administering 
assessment and the additional materials. With regard to professional development, I'd start out by saying as of yet we aren't offering a professional development program as a state. We're planning one, but we want to be careful because the administrative rules and adopting SBAC have not yet been cleared through the promulgation process. And so until we are sure that SBAC will in fact be our state assessment, we cannot and probably should not preempt the promulgation process. So we're going to let that process move forward and participate in that appropriately, but that process isn't finished yet. That being said, we are in the midst of some very, very rigorous planning, and this is one area with professional development where we have a, a great advantage in having selected SBAC. Extensive professional development resources are available for states who implement this assessment, including materials for parents, for students, for teachers, for administrators, as well as for communities and boards. The department, in collaboration with the AEA system and local schools, will have a very comprehensive implementation plan to deliver all needed professional development in advance of the May of 2017 implementation date. So we want to be sure that when we get to the place where students are going to be asked to do the assessment, the students are comfortable, meaning that they've probably taken practice exams in that format. The teachers are comfortable with the technology, knowing how to get students logged on and give them access, that the administrators are clear how that information is going to be summarized and the kind of reports that are going to come back, and then teachers will have resources to help them explain what those results mean to parents. We think those are all just fundamentally important important pieces and we'll make sure that all of those happen. So what will the formats be? We believe there will be a multi-pronged approach. Many, many resources, professional learning resources are available already through the SBAC Consortium online so people can work through modules and the virtual library to learn many of the topics. We also anticipate having face-to-face -face opportunities for folks to interact with us around this. And in many cases, I think we'll likely give the participants their choice of what they would prefer. So who will provide it? The answer is the Department of Education, AEAs, LEAs, in collaboration with the SBAC consortium. And finally, let's get to costs. Costs have been discussed quite a bit. As you know, I'm a fiscal analyst, and that's something that's very much on my mind. It's been on the mind of the legislature. Basically, describe the cost for the smarter balance assessments. How does it compare to our current assessments? I'll start out with our current assessments. Currently, schools pay approximately between $4.25 and $6.25 a student for the paper pencil version of the Iowa assessments and it varies a little bit but it's pretty consistent. There also is a current online version of the Iowa assessments that costs about $13 a student. Not a whole lot of people are using that but it is available. So for the current Iowa assessments in addition to those costs the Department of Education also pays approximately $2.25 a student for additional reporting and access and some other components with the assessment. So that's what the current Iowa assessment costs. With regard to moving to SBAC, I will preface my comments by saying we are not exactly sure what the per student cost will be yet because at this point the Smarter Balanced Assessment is an open source test. So adopting the Smarter Balanced Assessment is not adopting a vendor. In other words, the Smarter Balanced Assessment could be 
administered by any of a number of vendors who could offer that to us as a state and the advantage that gives us is that if the smarter balanced assessment is ultimately implemented as a state we as a state will implement a request for proposals process which will go to the marketplace and ask many possible vendors to submit a proposal for what would their costs be, what would the services they would offer, and what would the costs be. And that competition process, we believe, are going to drive the costs down. So that would be the process we would use as we move forward. So we don't know exactly what the per student cost would be. However, we do have some estimates because some other states have implemented the Smarter Balanced Assessment Consortium and the estimated costs for the Smarter Balanced Assessment is between about $26.55 and $29.55. That's an increase from what we've historically paid. I also need to say it's not an apples to apples comparison because with Smarter Balanced we're not just getting a one-time, once-a-year assessment. We're also getting additional assessments that are called interim assessments that teachers can give periodically throughout the year to measure students' progress towards that final assessment. So are we making the kind of growth we need to make to hit the target at the end of the year? Teachers will also have access to what are called formative assessments, and these are really important assessments that allow them to measure in a real short-term way the effects of their instruction. So they can ask themselves, did what I taught today make a difference, and get some instant feedback on their instruction, which helps guide what and how they teach. So the Smarter Balance Consortium really assessment really isn't one test, it's really multiple tests that are all aligned with each other. In addition to those three tests, also as a part of that cost, schools and teachers will have access to what's called a digital library. And in that digital library are teaching resources that if a school or a teacher were to select and decide they wanted to use them, they could use some teaching resources that are aligned to the expectations we have and then are ultimately aligned to the assessment. So when we talk about moving to Smarter Balanced, it's not really an apples to apples comparison. We're purchasing more than what we were purchasing with the Iowa assessments. Would it be right to say that with the Smarter Balanced assessments, we're not only replacing the Iowa assessments, we'd also be replacing interim assessments that local school districts are currently paying for Right. separately. That's a really good point. So currently in addition to the Iowa assessments, schools are giving interim assessments and formative assessments, but they're not part of the Iowa testing programs. What they are is they're multiple measures that are required by federal law and Iowa code that so districts give the Iowa assessments and then they have to go out into the marketplace and purchase other assessments and in our review of what districts are doing for those multiple assessments is there's over 200 different multiple assessments that schools are giving and they're paying for those out of their funds so what many superintendents have told us and curriculum directors is that if we adopt the smarter balanced assessment and pay that higher cost and have available to us those aligned formative assessments and interim assessments the department has been asked, well, would we be able to give up and not purchase some of those additional assessments? And the answer to that is yes. And so we've had superintendents tell us that they're going to save 
quite a bit of money. And while the upfront cost for the Smarter Balanced is more, they believe they're going to also in the long run recoup and be able to save some dollars as they move forward as well. One point I do want to make, though, is that there is a statewide assessment that is required for all districts. And in this case, it'll be the Smarter Balanced. But beyond that, districts have local decision-making authority. The department is never going to tell a district they can't do additional assessments that they choose and that they believe are in the best interest of their students. So those opportunities will be there as well as we move forward. So to be clear, local school districts currently pay for interim assessments, and Smarter Balance comes with interim assessments. Yes. So local districts will no longer need to purchase them, although they could they if, could they, if w- they wanted to. Will districts then need the funds they were using to pay for current local assessments, interim assessments, to help pay for the Smarter Balanced interim assessments, or will the state pick up the cost of both the formative and interim That's a really good question, and I think the way I would like to frame the question of paying for assessments is we have to look at paying for the entire assessment system as we move forward. So that's the once-a-year assessments, that's the formative assessments, that's the interim assessments, that's all of them as a package. There are basically three different sources of funding that come into play when we talk about funding assessments in districts. So one source of funds is potentially some federal dollars, and Iowa does get, it's between five and six million dollars a year in what's called Title VI state assessment dollars, of which up to half of that can be passed on to the districts to help with their assessment system. So that gets us down the road a little bit, but certainly not to the full cost of the assessment system. There is the possibility that an appropriation might be made or could be made by the legislature to help offset some of the costs for the assessment system. And then there's other funds that the district have, state and local funds that district has available to them that also could be applied towards the cost of the assessments. So you've got the federal dollars, you've got potential state appropriation dollars, and you've got the state and local dollars that the school districts receive. It's anticipated that the future assessment system would be paid for based on some mix of those sources of funds, but what that exact mix of funds will depend on two things. One, what the ultimate cost of the assessment is, as well as what sources of funds are available to districts. So both of those things are yet to be determined, but the new system, I guess in summary, will be paid for very much in the same way that the old system was paid for in our state through a mix of local, state, and federal dollars. As we talked about earlier, the smart balance assessments don't include a science assessment. As a result, the state will purchase a separate science assessment. Tell us briefly about the process thus far in selecting a new science assessment. So September 30th, 2015, the assessment task force will reconvene to examine the question of science assessment. When the assessment task force first convened, the state had not yet landed on what science standards would be the expectations for student learning in the state and the assessment task force realized that until they know or they knew what the expectations were going to be it was really going to be a waste of time trying to find an assessment that's aligned 
Just recently, the State Board of Education adopted the Next Generation Science Standards as the science standards for Iowa. So what the Assessment Task Force is going to do is they're going to reconvene. And now that we know those are the standards, we can now look for and do a very similar process in going into the marketplace, looking at what's available, looking what's being developed, and do a very similar re review process with science content that we did with English language arts and mathematics to ask and answer the question in that group's judgment what science assessment would be in the best interests of the children of Iowa. So that process is going to begin September 30th and it's our hope that we'll be in a position to make a recommendation um, yet this legislative session. So hopefully by the beginning of January we will be in a position to make at least an educated recommendation to the General Assembly about what we as a state need to do with regard to science assessment. So I would say stay tuned on that one and more to come. So at this point we don't have a new science assessment and we don't know right. the cost yet. We don't have a new science assessment and we don't know the cost and the upside and the downside of that is that the next generation science standards are so new that pretty much all the other states are in the same position that we are. It usually takes anywhere from three to five years once new standards are published to get a valid and reliable assessment to measure those standards. So there are a number of different vendors we believe who are going after developing such an assessment. We're just not far enough down the road yet to really know what those are going to be. So we, again, are going to take a look as carefully as we can at what's available and make the best recommendation that we can. And do you know how much it will cost the state or districts to upgrade technology capacity? to administer the Smarter Balance Assessments? We don't have an estimate of this cost. However, a couple things I would say. As I stated earlier, we believe that more than 99% of districts, I would say buildings, not just districts, but have the minimum capability to administer the Smarter Balanced Assessment. And the second thing I'd say is we will be doing a more in-depth and very detailed examination of technology capacity in our schools and our districts across the state to pinpoint exactly what that looks like. And so if the rules selecting Smarter Balanced go in place, there will be sort of three parallel sets of actions that will be going on. There will be a technology audit that's going on. There will be a request for proposals process that will be going on to find a vendor that can meet our needs at the best possible price and then there will be some professional development and communication activities going on to prepare our state to be able to implement in May of 2017. Dr. David Tilley, Deputy Director at the Iowa Department of Education. Thank you Dave for coming in today to talk to us about assessments. Thank you Tim, it was a pleasure. Mm -hmm.